Good morning, kings and queens, princesses and prince. It is still our Juneteenth celebration weekend. Juneteenth was officially yesterday. Today is the 20th, which is our Sunday, and we're still celebrating Juneteenth, emancipation of our slaves. Um, actually, emancipation from our modern-day slaves, too. Um, that was put into law. So we thank God for this. It took a mighty long way, but we at least have that and that there's more work to be done. As we continue with our Fruit of the Spirit series, we're looking at faithfulness as our Fruit of the Spirit fruit for today. And with that as a focus, let us think about, I want to feel your spirit. So in our faithfulness um, segment, I want to feel your spirit. As we look at this, I want you to ask yourself a question as it pertains only to you, not to others. What is going on? in your inside what is going on in your inside we have to just recognize as we ask ourselves this question the soul of a person is the courtroom where life decisions are made i'm gonna say it one more time the soul of a person is the courtroom where life decisions are made. Now our focus beginning scripture is coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16 and it reads, so we do not lose heart though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. The second scripture is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. And the last scripture I want to leave us with as a reflection for opening is Romans chapter 7, verse 22 and 23 for i joyfully concur with the law of god in the inner man but i see a different law in the members of my body may the lord as a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word paul here uses the term inner man several times in the in his epistles second corinthians chapter 4 verse 16 ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 and he says in romans chapter 7 verse 22 and 23 for i joyfully concur with the law of man of god in the inner man but i see a different law in the members of my body. The inner man is another way of describing the spiritual aspect of a person. The outer man, by contrast, would be the visible, external aspects of a person. Human beings were created by God with a spirit, a soul, and a body. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 27, it says, So God created man in his own image. The image of God, he created him, and female, he created them. In Thessalonians 5, Verse 23, it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless 
at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul uses, again, these terms several times throughout the Epistles. I want us to just think about this. Human beings were created by God, as I said earlier, with a soul, spirit, and a body. When we accept God's gift of salvation through Christ, our bodies became temples of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20, it tells us that, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. For you were bought with a price, so glorify the God in your body. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple, and that God's Spirit dwells in you? It is important for us to know, our souls are the personality centers of our beings, from which our mind, will, and emotions operate. I'm going to say that one more time because it's very, very important to get this. Our souls are the personality centers of our beings from which our mind, our will, and our emotions operate. With our souls, we choose either to listen to and obey the lust of our flesh or the desires of the Holy Spirit. The soul of a person is the courtroom where life decisions are made. It is the seat of the self-life and the fountain from which character traits such as self-confidence, self-pity, self-seeking, and self-affirmation originate. Let me say that one more time in case you did not get it. I don't want this to slide by. The soul of a person is the courtroom where life decisions are made. It is the seat of the self-life and the fountain from which character traits such as self-confidence, your self-pity, your self-seeking, and your self-affirmation originate. Our spirits contain the inner man, the inner man about which the scripture speaks on. Our spirits are where the spirit of God communes with us. Jesus said God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. John 4 Chapter verses 24, it is written, our spirits, that we, that we are born again. John 3, verses 3 through 6, the inner man contains the conscience upon which the Holy Spirit can move and convict us. John 6, 8 and Acts 24 through 16 can be referenced. Our spirits are the parts of us most like God, with an innate knowledge of right and wrong. And we can reference that with Romans chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Let us remember Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Romans 12 verses 1 and 2 implores us not to be conformed to this world's way of thinking. Rather, our inner man must be transformed by the renewing of our minds. This mind renewal comes about as we allow the Holy Spirit free reign within our inner man. He begins 
to change our actions and our desires to match his. Romans 8 verses 13 and 14 says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Now moving on to uh, Romans chapter 7, it details the often painful battle over our spirit and our flesh. See, our spirits having been reborn by the power of God long to obey and follow Jesus. But the flesh does not die and eat as easy, an easy death. Romans 6 tells us, how can we allow the inner man to triumph over the flesh? Verses 6 and 7 says, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Until we consider ourselves crucified with Christ, as in Galatians 2, chapter 20, the soul and the body battle with the spirit for supremacy, we continue to live in a state of defeat until we die to self and allow the spirit to have full control over every aspect of our lives both inner and outer man it is god's desire and design for human beings that we live always directed by the born again nature which is in step with god's spirit but our fallen nature wants to rule everything, and so a spiritual battle rages. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death, as said in Romans chapter 7, verse 24. It poses the question that every dedicated follower of Christ has to ask. Who will deliver me from this body of death, in verse 25? That answers the question. Thanks be to God through Christ Jesus, our Lord. The extent to which we surrender that inner man to, to the control of the Holy Spirit is the extent to which we walk in continual victory over our fallen flesh. So again, our closing scripture as we began before. So we do not lose heart Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day so we can rise to this. And also, that according to the riches of his glory, may he may grant you and me to be strengthened with power through his spirit in our inner being. And that is Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. Have a blessed and beautiful Juneteenth weekend day. And may the Lord add a blessing to your life on this day and onward. And also love yourself, love others, forgive yourself, and forgive others. Amen. open your mouth and worship the Lord. He's worthy of the glory. He deserves the praise today. Come on, everybody all over the room, open your mouth and worship. Lift your hands and bless them in this place.
Praise God from whom all blessing flows. Praise him all creatures here below. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong in might. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. King of glory shall come in. Who is this king? Of glory, the Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Give honor to God and to my wife who is here with me. Together we are here to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because it is Jesus who declare where two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be in the midst of them. And so forth, and so we go forth in the name of Jesus. This is God's house of salvation, presenting to you what thus says the Lord. And we want to say Happy Father's Day to all, especially for me, my father, John Robinson, who I look forward to spending some time with him today to honor him on this Father's Day. For our scripture reading, we will be reading the Gospel of John, 14th chapter, 8th through the 14th verse. Philip say unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that have seen me have seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak on to you I speak not of myself, but of the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, in the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. Verily, verily I say unto you, he that believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he do also in greater works. Then these shall he do, because I go unto my Father, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, I would do it. And I just want to give for a subject this morning, the nature of the Father, the nature of the Father. Today, we celebrate Father's Day. We celebrate our fathers everywhere, a time designated to honor our earthly father, but giving reverence to our Father, which is in heaven. We look at Father as the male gender member of the nucleus family who is designated as the Kephel Greek term user for translating leader, the source of the family. Father is significant in the Bible because it refers most importantly and profoundly to the source of God, the source and the nature of life, the originator of all that is, all that was, and all is to become. It's allegiance to the supreme, a height of intelligence untouchable, 
by the finite mind in, of the flesh. Yet, it is the antidote of the fallen flesh. As articulated in John's gospel, the logos was the definite article of the nature of God. It is that definitive description of the exact cause of why we are and what we can become. It is the very nature of God to redeem creation back to the main source. It is that honor, that acknowledgement, that awareness that we cry, Abba Father, say with a glad heart, Happy Father's Day to all and especially to our Heavenly Father who is above all in all and in you all. But father is not a designation given to the male gender of a family to exert authority and rule, control, or to abuse this divinely designation. It is ultimately paramount that we hear this gospel that we understand the divine message on this day we celebrate as Father's Day and allow the power of God to perform wonders in our families to lead and provide what God has in store. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into our heart. The blessings of that God have for those who love him and are called according to his person. Yes, purpose. Yes, Philip proposed a profound question to Jesus that appeals to all mankind today. Whatever form we endeavor to discover. Jesus is saying that the nature of God provides a divine map for us to fall from our fallen state of humanity to the redemptive triumph over destruction. Jesus emphatically declared prior to Philip's interrogation that I am the way. Truth in the life, Jesus has shown the disciples the map back to the source of life, the very essence of victory over death, the actual doorway to heaven. As Jesus declared, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I am come from the divine to the humanity. From the deity to flesh, from everlasting to everlasting, intervening in time and space. Here at this very moment, born not of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. The iconic God manifested in humanity. Redeem all who dare to believe unto himself. So this Father's Day, Father's Day, it is critical to understand the awesomeness of our Father, of our power that we have in our Father, the miraculous kept hell of life we provide. For the family, the very gift of God given to the world to guide humanity back to our loving Father. This is most critical for such a time, for such a moment, and such a disposition, a reality, because the essence of fatherly prowess. Can easily 
it be perverted to desire gain over God's glory. To have control over God's covenant. To obtain power rather than God's providence. Gratitude over God's grace and manhood over God's mercy. Lasciviousness over God's love. It is critically prudent that my brothers that we understand our divine calling to step up our game and understand that it is not me, but it is Christ who lives within me, not by my strength, not by my power, but by him who holds the truth in his hand. Jesus said to Philip, I am the Father. Haven't you seen me operate with divine power? Where were you? Where were you, Philip, when I fed the 5,000 with two fish and five body loaves of bread, Philip? Philip? Didn't you see me open up blind eyes and unstop deaf ears? Remember, Philip. Remember, remember, Philip, how when Lazarus was bound with the clothing of death, clothes in a tomb. As the funeral projection commenced, don't you remember, Philip? It was I who said, I am the resurrection in life. He that believed in me as though he was dead, yet shall he live. So, my fathers today understand that we are examples to our families in order to be a good father you also must be a good husband in order to be a good husband we must also be a good man in order to be a good man we need god's power to overcome the fallen nature of the flesh and capture that Greek terminology meaning kept held the source, the very source of the family, the originator. The one that bring, take us back to God where we belong. Reconciliation. It means understanding the difference between having the authority given by God or trying to exercise the fallen nature of our flesh to desire to be ruler and controller. Understanding that the gentleness, the kindness, and the love and kindness of God will radiate through our families and bring us back to the point where God has caught us. That's why Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good an acceptable and imperfect will of God. Be not desirable or earthly proudness, but of godly. Seeking honor. Be not worry and well-doing. God will reward. Fathers, be not insecure in your gender role, but be fervent in prayer, seeking that which is above and that, that which is below. What Jesus is saying to us today is father, the same thing he said to Philip, the very nature of God has now come to humanity and lead humanity back to the preordained source of life. What God is saying to fathers today. Fathers don't squander this golden opportunity to be the best man possible. Allowing God to be your God and your example. To lead, to inspire, to rejuvenate, to illuminate. 
to permeate our inner being, to represent the very nature of God. In other words, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who, being in the form of God, thought in that robbery to be equal with God, made himself with no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. It was made in the likeness of men. And men found in the fashion as a man. He armored himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus. Every need shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. The Father, my fellow fathers, it is ultimately and most critically that we center on this critical point that without God we could do nothing. My fellow brother, it's purely and absolutely a matter of life and death. That we say that it is our will, but thy will be done here. How time, my brothers, that we understand being a man is not measured by our physical strength. Our societal prominence. What we have in check. Your character is not built on reputation, not on a mountaintop. Not with vain glory or powerful imagination. Or to allow us to fall, to rob us of the very intention of God in our life. That's why the epistle of John said, love not the world. These are things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away and the lust thereof. But he that do the will of God about it forever. It is desire, the desire to be worldly, rich. Rich in money, rich in power. Rich in control, rich in prestige. Rich in prominence. But what would it gain a man to have the whole world lose his own soul? What should a profit a man to lose the whole, to gain the whole world, but lose his own soul, to lose his own peace, to lose his own joy, to lose his own happiness, to lose his own pride to lose his own value and self-worth. It's okay to cry sometimes as long that we know that Jesus is the center of our joy. It's okay to weep in the middle of night as long as we know that weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. It's okay to fall sometimes because Jesus is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before his presence. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God and not only so but with glory in tribulations also knowing that tribulation work of patience and patient experience and experience 
hope. And hope make it not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perventious for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. My brothers and my sisters, listen to the words of Andre Crouch. If you have some questions in the corners of your mind and traces of discouragement and peace you cannot find, reflection of old paths that seem to face you every day. <laughs> In case you didn't know, uh, I'm here to tell you the word of God is true. And everything he promised that he would say he would do. Let me tell you that Jesus is the answer for the world today. Uh, above him there's no other uh, because Jesus is the way Jesus is the answer for the world today above him there's no other Jesus is the way Jesus is the answer for the world today above him there's no other Jesus Jesus Jesus, the one who came down to 40 and two generations. Jesus hung, bled and died on Calvary cross, uh, laid down in the barton. Uh, but early, early, early on Sunday morning, I can hear my God and your Savior say, oh, power. Go ye therefore to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I command with you. I am, I am, I am, I am with you always. I'm with you always. Fathers, happy Father's Day. I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. Amen. Say it again, Jesus.
Yeah. 